to talk football, it's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Good evening and welcome to Red Friday on North Sound 1. Aberdeen have the chance to exact revenge on St Mirren tomorrow in Paisley after losing in the League Cup last weekend. Boss Derek McInnes knows that his team fell short last week. I think there's a recognition that we're far better than we showed. You know, so we, uh, we had a good meeting, we analysed what we needed to analyse and we discussed what we want to do going forward. So there's got to be uh, a recognition and an honesty from everybody about why we lost the game last week. It's not just in Joe, Joe's error. As long as we we all have an honesty as to why we lost the game and why we gave the initiative to someone, then, then then we can start to move on. So the good positive few days, I like to think, will be a good response. We've got a good bunch of lads here, and uh, you know, we've shown over the course of the season we've been better than what we showed. We'll be that team again, I'm sure. North Sound One Red Friday. Yes, this is Red Friday. I'm Mike. I'm joined in the studio by Andrew Shiny and Dave McDermott. Seven days seems a long time when you're coming off the back of a second round cup defeat, Andrew. Certainly does. Um, and particularly a, a cup defeat uh, that uh, played out the way it did last Saturday. I mean, Aberdeen just never got going in the first half. And second half was much more equal, but uh, the mistake by Joe Lewis in the 88th minute meant they just had no time to recover but in all honesty there was only one side deserved to win that cup tie and it was St Mirren who were excellent from the off, uh, got their opening goal in only four minutes and it really came about as a result of slack play in the middle of the park by Aberdeen that um, Johnny Hayes had to put in a last ditch tackle which was a foul on the edge of the area it was a good free kick by Ilke Durmus uh, and St Mirren just got better and better uh, as as the half progressed. Aberdeen just couldn't seem to match them in terms of energy, uh, aggression, application. Everything that you're, you were expecting to see from Aberdeen just wasn't there. And uh, I thought the middle three of St Mirren, Jamie McGrath, uh, Jake Doyle-Hayes and Cammy McPherson were outstanding and they'd obviously pinpointed Ryan Hedges as being the key man for Aberdeen because they just did not give him any space whatsoever and if you nullify Ryan Hedges uh, you're you're taking away a big big part of Aberdeen's threat Johnny Hayes was back in the side but clearly wasn't match fit um didn't have the the same you know authority in the game as as normally Johnny Hayes does uh, their back division played well they didn't let Matty Kennedy get much possession of the ball uh, Niall McGinn wasn't able to contribute very much uh, apart from his goal but uh, Sam Cosgrove cut an isolated figure up front most of the time and it, it was just a it was just a lethargic looking performance from Aberdeen and it's so disappointing but as i say only one side deserved to win the game and St Mirren deservedly got through to now face Rangers in the quarterfinals of the Betfred. It was probably the worst kind of result coming off the back of what was already a tough week, Dave. Yeah, it was a, a pretty poor week all round and very unlike Aberdeen to you know, the poor performance against Rangers. Normally you, you bounce back. Hamilton wasn't great and uh, as Andrew really summed it up on Saturday Aberdeen just never got going against a, a very good St Mirren side and we shouldn't be surprised because the St Mirren side that were really struggling for personnel when they played up at Pataudry a while back uh, they gave 
Aberdeen a real run for their, their money and that was the start of their good run but uh, as Andrew said they, they deserve to go through and uh, we just need to you know, dust ourselves down and get on with the game tomorrow and hopefully turn things around. Well, we need to turn things around tomorrow. Yeah, we absolutely do. Uh, before we talk about that, though, Andrew, you did say last week uh, quite <laughs> confidently that uh, Joe Lewis, uh, if there is one goalkeeper in the Premiership that you would like <laughs> like to be behind your defence, it's Joe Lewis. Now, I know we're still going to stand by that, but... It's a classic <sighs> case of shooting yourself in the foot, isn't Commentator's it? Commentator's curse, that's absolutely. what that is. Um, I mean... <laughs> No one was more surprised than I was uh, when Joe made that error because they come around so seldom. And uh, unfortunately, it is the case that if a goalie makes a mistake, it is there for all the world to see. And more often than not, it can cost your side a game, which was the scenario that played out on Saturday. But Joe Lewis is a strong enough character that he will bounce back from that and he will be triply determined, whereas everybody else will be doubly determined probably to make up for uh, the shortcomings of last Saturday. And I think when you, you have a look at the squad that will be travelling down just now probably uh, to Paisley, uh, it is a much stronger looking squad, uh, a better balance about it than was available last weekend. So who, but, who are we uh, having back this week? Weekend? Well, Lewis Ferguson and Conor McLennan will be back. Uh, Johnny Hayes will have had a, a good week's training, I'm quite sure, under his belt. And, you know, the boys will be hurting. There's no question at all about that. After Saturday, you saw the body language of the players as the troop passed me, um, heading towards the bus, uh, leaving uh, the SMISA Stadium, or SMISA Stadium, I think they call it now, Um they they were really dejected and, and it'll have been a long, long weekend for them. You know, the bus journey back up to Aberdeen, I'm quite sure the buses were pretty quiet. Uh, they all knew that they'd let themselves down, they'd let the fans down, they'd let the club down. Because, as we said last week, you know, the cup competitions are the realistic chances of Aberdeen winning silverware. And there's one of the two gone. Uh, so it puts more onus on them to finish as high up the league as they possibly can. And when you look at the fixtures tomorrow, you know, Hibs have got a difficult game away at Fir Park. What a great chance for Aberdeen to put a bit of daylight between themselves and Hibernian and if they can win at, at St Mirren. But Jim Goodwin will have other thoughts on that, I'm quite sure. Yeah, and we'll hear from Jim Goodwin very soon. And right now we're going to hear from Don's defender, Andy Considine. He knows that the team have to be much better tomorrow. We fell far short of an Aberdeen performance, a proper Aberdeen performance. You know, I know we had players missing, but we've had players missing all week. And um, to turn up at Semirin in, in such an important cup game and to perform like that is, is unacceptable. Obviously, we do have players coming back, but it's more the attitude and, and the passion and the performance that uh, obviously the fans are looking for. But as players and staff, we need to produce that as well. Everybody handles it in different ways. Um, but I think you know everybody is 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 as upset as fans, everyone involved, etc. You know, and it's it's up to us to, to put it right. Yeah, and I guess it's it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Playing the same team again seven days later, because you know now that St Mirren, we knew anyway, but they're a threat. They've got some decent players. They're a pretty robust team as well. Jim Goodwin's got them very fit as well. Um, but you almost feel sometimes, Dave, that playing the same team again within a week, it gives you that chance to put it behind you. It does, but St Mirren will be going into the game full of confidence after, after last week. But it's amazing how many times this scenario 
seems to turn up you play you get drawn in the cup and then you play the same team yeah. the next game in the league so it should be a good game from that point of view that Aberdeen will be all out to to uh, you know get the memory of last week at least uh, a bit a bit diluted whereas St Mirren will go into the game full of confidence on the back of that victory uh, as Andy said there, there's players coming back and Andrew's mentioned it, they're very important players yeah. uh, but no excuses, I mean we should have had too much for St Mirren with the players that we had missing last week and hopefully we'll have too much for them tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, Lewis Ferguson, massively important player Andrew and uh, his goals this season has been the real addition to what he already offers. Absolutely, I mean he's sitting there joint second top scorer in the league with eight goals, albeit the majority have come from the penalty spot but you've still got to convert from 12 yards and uh, it's the aggression, the attitude that he brings uh, that was maybe lacking a wee bit in Funza Ojo and Dean Campbell last week. Uh, as I mentioned, McGrath, Doyle Hayes and McPherson were excellent in the middle of the park for St Mirren. Uh, the two wide players, Dylan Connolly and Ilke Dormus, were, were good. John Abika didn't have an awful lot of the ball and he missed an absolute sitter in the first half, to be perfectly honest. But he, he ran about and gave his all to his manager. And then when he came off, um, Lee Irwin and Junior Marias came on. And th- there were a constant threat, St Mirren, without seriously troubling Joe Lewis until that fateful moment in the 88th minute. Uh, so I think, well, yes, Aberdeen were very disappointing. They will look at it and say, you know what? Even though we were so bad, St Mirren were still pretty close to us. So if we ratchet up our performance 10-15%, we should have too much for Saints. But you're absolutely right when you say Jim Goodwin has got them very well organised, they're fit, they work hard for their manager. And, you know, they're they're on a seven-game unbeaten run, whereas you look at Aberdeen, one win in their last six on paper, you would think Saints might just be favourites, but uh, I think all the things that we've talked about, the, the hurt from last week, uh, the, the acceptance that you've got to be better, there's a lot of things that point towards Aberdeen having a good day tomorrow. Yeah, and it is so important, isn't it, Dave? Because Derek McInnes, we know it's been a really tough week for him. We, we spoke about this last week, you spoke about fans, and fans, they have the right to, to voice their opinions of course they do and, and they do it and they do it regularly on social media we see it on Twitter all the time and there's a bit of a divide at the moment because there are some fans who are you know completely behind everything that Derek McInnes does and there's others that are critical of of you know, maybe just has it gone have have Aberdeen gone as far as he can take them but it's a very difficult um, situation when you're you're coming off the back of as Andrew said one win in six to get your players back up to, to, to just get that win and getting that win is the most important thing and then suddenly everything seems a little bit rosier Yeah and it's not the first time we've been in this situation with, with Derek it tends to happen at least once once a season <laughs> but uh, the, the one thing is that we've always bounced back under Derek and uh, that it is obviously the long a, a poor run goes on, the more the pressure racks up on a manager. As we'll have to look at Neil Lennon to see that. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's a huge, hugely important one tomorrow. And uh, as Andrew touched on, you know we've, we've got Hibs breathing down our necks at the moment in the league. 
they go to Fir Park, not an easy place to go, so it's a real opportunity for, for the Dons to consolidate that third place. Yeah, and also, Andrew, not just looking down the way, but looking up at a team that are not playing good football at the moment, they, they're on a, a, a pretty terrible run by Celtic standards at the moment. In fact, one of the worst runs they've been on ever. Uh, so looking up, you know, three points behind Celtic, a win tomorrow, we're obviously... I think most of Scottish football has one eye on what's happening at the moment with Celtic because of the pressure Neil Lennon's under. He had, of course, that protest at the stadium during the week, which, uh, or sorry, after the game last weekend, which seemed, you know, despite everything, it's unbelievable. Only in Scottish football could you have a situation where a team hasn't won a, a cup game for the first time in four years or whatever, and there's a protest. It's just quite remarkable, really. Yeah, it is, but uh, that's part of life in the football bubble down in Glasgow, isn't it? Um, you're expected to win every game, and at the moment, Celtic just can't buy a victory by the looks of things. But uh, you're right. Uh, if Aberdeen can win tomorrow, they go level in points with Celtic because they don't play till Sunday and then you look ahead uh, into December Celtic will miss a league weekend because they're playing in the Scottish Cup final from last year against Hearts so this is the start of a, a very important run of six games for Aberdeen this month St Mirren tomorrow Ross County at Petardry the following week then we've got Kilmarnock away Motherwell away St Johnston at home and Livingston away all sides below us in the, the league table and you look at the away fixtures Kilmarnock Great record we have down there. Motherwell, it's a bit 50-50, but it's probably our turn to give them a doing because they did that to us at Petaudry. Uh And Livingston, we've got a good record on the plastic at the Tony Macaroni. So all these games are perfectly winnable for Aberdeen. And Ross McCrory will be back for the bulk of these games. And you, you can't underestimate the the influence that he has alongside Lewis Ferguson on the side. So Aberdeen should be looking by the end of the month, hopefully to actually be above Celtic, albeit that Celtic may have games in hand, but given their current form, who knows what they're going to produce. So there's there's a huge onus in Aberdeen, a, a, a huge chance for them to really push forward with the, the league campaign and put the memories of that dismal cup exit last weekend out of their minds altogether. Yeah, it's back down to Paisley for the Dons tomorrow. Three o'clock kick-off. It's Mirren against Aberdeen. It's league action, league duty this time around. Let's get the thoughts of our fan reporter, Graham Watt, ahead of tomorrow's game. Yeah, Mick, looking forward to it. You know, it's been a, a tough few weeks for the Dons. Um, getting Lewis Ferguson back, I think, is a huge boost for the team tomorrow. Um, obviously Hayes came back last week which I think is another big boost um, these guys are starting to come back now uh, which is good uh, and hopefully we can see that Aberdeen side that we saw earlier on in the season you know high pressing attacking football so I'm, I'm excited Mike hopefully that's we can get back to winning ways and you know the fans can give you know the team can give this, the fans a big a wee bit of a lift tomorrow hopefully because they've, they've been a bit down um, and Derek will know the team will know uh, obviously there's no fans there but they'll, they'll be fully aware that the, the fans have been a bit upset the past few weeks um, but yeah I'm, I'm confident Mike I think obviously Derek said he had a word with the players at a team meeting um, just to just to pick the team up because I think they've, they've maybe been a little bit down and I don't think we should be too harsh on these guys as well that came in over the past few weeks because they kind of got thrown in there Mike Um so I think looking looking at tomorrow, I think Aberdeen will go there and it'll be a totally different mentality from the team. They'll go there and I think from the off, they will look to, to put a mark in the game um, and get hopefully an early goal and just settle the nerves a wee bit and 
you, you know, it's not to be disrespectful to St. Mullen, but Aberdeen should be able, should have more than enough to go there and win. Um, but here's hoping, Mike. I'm going to say, I said 2-1 last week. I'm going to say 3-1 Aberdeen this week. I'm, I'm confident, Mike. I think they'll go there and really make a go of it. So here's hoping, Mike. Hopefully they get it done. 3-1 would be a great result. We'd all be happy with that, um, Dave. I spoke to Graham during the week and we were talking about how with Derek McInnes now having been manager for quite quite some time, it, there's always the whole generation of Don's fan that is used, to, is used to Aberdeen constantly and consistently being third or fourth in the league, uh, consistently reaching semi-finals, and that is kind of what they're used to. Much in the same way that fans growing up in the 80s were used to trophies, there's a similar kind of generation of fan growing up now. Um, and I wonder if the longer he's there, because that legacy continues, the pressure, it almost gets harder to sort of keep that record going and, and therefore the fans happy. Yeah, but there's also a generation in between the two you mentioned that <laughs> well, yes. uh, had uh, <laughs> failure after failure. So uh, it is. I mean, it's it's part and parcel of football, isn't it? And uh, managers managers are always under pressure. You're only as good as your your last game. But yeah, you're abs- absolutely right. To uh, the longer this run does go on, and we have had instances where it's not been, since Derek took over, it's never been that long the runs of, of bad results so no. he's always managed to find a way It's the one thing back. we talk about a lot, is his yeah. ability to get that team winning again it when is. they've been on a bad run And that's why it was so disappointing and surprising at the performance last Saturday because it was not you're, what you were, any of us were expecting. Yeah. We're going to talk more about that. Of course, it's a big game for the Dons in the league. There is other football in the North East that we're going to talk about too. Uh, we'll be coming on to talk about League One. We've also got some uh, talk about the women's team as well. We're going to hear from Lewis Mickey on that. That's all on the way in just a minute on Red Friday. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound One, Red Friday. For the second time in seven days, it's Aberdeen who visits St Mirren tomorrow. This time it's league duty and Saints boss Jim Goodwin was delighted with last week's win, but he knows that tomorrow could be entirely different. There is no doubt the players that are missing um, are of a real quality and you know, we expect three or four changes uh, in this starting 11 from the one last weekend. I would imagine... Young Ferguson will come back in. Um, McCrory, I think, will be there or thereabouts. Whether it's too soon for him with the uh, COVID protocol, I'm not so sure. McLennan, we would expect to, him to be available. And, um, yeah, one or two others as well, possibly. So, you know, regardless of uh, what starting 11 uh, Aberdeen decide to go with, we know it's going to be a, a really good, good team. And, um, you know, they'll be desperate to get back to winning ways as soon as possible. And hopefully... We uh, won't allow that to happen against us. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Andrew, they'll be full of confidence, as we mentioned earlier, St Mirren, ahead of the game tomorrow. But from an Aberdeen point of view, I think you mentioned it, but I think this month it really feels uh, like this is the kind of the, the making or the breaking of the season. Yeah, and, uh, you know, if you look back, uh, the seasons, we've often had good runs, uh, leading up to Christmas uh, and then coming out of the winter break we've, we've managed to carry things on no winter break this year obviously but you know the, the six games that I mentioned earlier uh, they're all there that Aberdeen in top form will win the games 
and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a, a consistency of performance over the month and hopefully a consistency of, of selection because there's no question we've, we have missed the, the engine room, uh, McCrory and, and Ferguson uh, and Dylan McGeoch being out at the same time uh, just added to the, the, the problem. Scott Wright, who goes to Manchester and gets his operation this weekend, he's not going to play uh, until the turn of the year at the earliest. He will be a loss, but having Conor McLennan back in there, Matty Kennedy, Niall McGinn, there's there's a few players in there that can go into uh, the, the, sort of the floating role alongside uh, Ryan Hedges uh, and create things. I'd like to see Sam Cosgrove, you know, just get back to the form that we know he's capable of. He's got a great scoring record against St Mirren, but last weekend he only played the first 45 minutes, didn't get much in the way of ammunition uh, and, you know, just didn't looked a little bit out of sorts. Uh, Marley Watkins, we don't know whether he's going to come back. He has been sorely missed because he was, I think it's it's only what now that he's out of the team that you realise how much he gave the team. And, uh, you know, Jim Good Goodwin's right. He's got um, he's got one or two coming back tomorrow as well. When I think about it, Joe Shocknessy and Ethan Herahon, um are now free from suspension, so that could free up uh, Sam Foley to go into the middle of the park. But I'm not sure that he'll want to make too many changes because of no. how well his side played last weekend. Uh, Sam Cosgrove, as Andrew mentioned there, it has been a little bit stop-start since he came back into, th- into the team. Do you think he suffers from the fact that Aberdeen are playing a different brand of football this season? Possibly. Um, I mean, he's still capable, as we saw against Hibs. So it wasn't a bad finish. Quality finish <laughs> that uh, he scored then. Um, he is still coming back, Sam, as Andrew said. He, he just he didn't get any service whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hardly saw the ball, but that was testament to the way that St Mirren went about their business in the middle of the park last week. So, um, And Marley Watkins is that link yeah, player. He, he's he, the player that can find those spaces. Absolutely, and he's great at holding up the ball, Marley Watkins. And uh, we are, as Andrew mentioned, we are definitely missing his presence. And hopefully, I for one hope that we will manage to do something to get him back yeah. once he's fit again, which won't be pr- until January sometime. But uh, no, to, to get back to Sam, there's... You know, you don't score the amount of goals that Sam does and then just lose it overnight. So, um, you know, he's a big guy. The way Aberdeen are playing may not be as suitable as, let's say, last season when yeah. the, the balls were coming to him more directly. Um, we're tending to play it from the, the back a lot more this this year and using the pace, which we did again, which was missing last week with the, the players that weren't available. Yeah, but uh, no, I think I think uh, the manager certainly got every confidence in Sam. Sam's and, and he's shown that before Derek McInnes, because of course when he first joined, there was that big long run, but it looked like he could do anything but score a goal. And, Absolutely, and uh, Derek McInnes against a lot of backlash from the fans at the time stuck with him and, and was rewarded for it yeah and uh, a player that cost less than £20,000 now you know it's a pretty good investment wh- whatever happens uh, in terms of Sam because I'm sure he will move on at some point Yeah, uh, just not uh, not right now let's get some more thoughts of the fans and our fan reporter Graham Watts spoke to Don's fan Andy Smith about how big tomorrow's game is it's a massive game for Aberdeen Graham I mean it's a thoroughly disappointing defeat last week in the cup but it's a tough one to call because they did so well last weekend but with players coming back 
and hopefully fans come back to the ground soon. I think the Dons need a good win, get the fans back on side and hopefully look forward to the rest of the season. Yeah, of course, speaking of fans returning, Andrew, today we heard that, uh, sorry, yesterday we heard that the Scottish Government have rejected the request for that fan return. There was the proposal to have 1,000 fans to attend the match with Ross County on the 12th. That has been rejected. They'd also applied to have 2,000 inside the stadium for St Johnston on Boxing Day. Disappointing that it has been rejected. Maybe not entirely surprising at the moment. No, not surprising at all, given how you know there there are problems in the Shire uh, and there are still you know significant numbers uh, falling foul of COVID within the city. I think in in many ways we're fortunate we're still in tier two, and until such time as as we get everything under control and hopefully the virus that has been announced this week will aid that quicker than we possibly thought would be the case um, I think until such time as as we get into tier one uh, we're not going to see fans back at games very unfortunate because Pataudry has got protocols in place that would allow us to have fans in safely but I think given the time of year uh, and as I say given the, the high numbers that are, are still prevalent within not just the city but the sh- more importantly probably the Shire uh, not altogether surprising that uh, the the plan for bringing fans back for these two games that you mentioned has been put in the back burner by the government. Yeah, and the vaccine which was announced obviously just over the last sort of few days or so, well, the first vaccine that's been announced and that seems to be uh, starting to roll out pretty imminently, which is which is obviously good news, Dave, but it, it does still feel like we're a very long way away from supporters in stadiums. It does, unfortunately, and... Um the vaccine, of course, is absolutely fantastic news that it will be rolled out, but you're looking at some of the predictions as to when mm. it's actually going to reach everybody and they're talking about Easter time to, to next summer yeah. in some cases. So, uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. And, uh, you know, for as long as COVID cases seem to still be erupting at certain clubs, we saw um, Kilmarnock and St Mirren punished this week. Dundee United, obviously, I've got problems for tomorrow Clyde uh, further down the leagues their their game's off tomorrow because of Covid uh, problems so it's a sad thing is still very much with us Yeah, let's just mention that Dundee United game because the news today, nine players isolating and they will miss the Livingston match and of course we'd already heard about the staff the the staff that were already having to to miss the game. Still, I would say uh, Andrew that there is still a chance in my mind, that that game might not take place tomorrow. Well, I think the fact that all of a sudden, you know, we heard about uh, the the coaching staff, but then today it comes out that there's nine players. Tomorrow, what's it going to be? Is it 19 players? Um, It's a little bit worrying that, um, you know, given all the protocols that are in place and all the warnings that have been issued to clubs about how they've got to follow these absolutely to the letter, it would appear that Dundee United had a photo call and did their team photograph on the 27th of November. 
There was right. 49 players and staff all in close contact with one another. Now, they're allowed to play football, they're allowed to train, but at all other times they've got to keep social distance. They didn't do that. They've and set themselves up to get absolutely hammered. And, of and course, it does, it's only, the, does the game no good? It's only, of course, Dundee United that we're hearing about. It's not like we're hearing post-match that there's been a, an issue, therefore no other clubs involved. So you would have to assume that it's you know it's it's come from something like a photo shoot or somewhere where they're in close quarters um and of course that won't as you said it's not going to help their their case um uh, but david it is it is concerning obviously first and foremost from a player's health point of view we don't want anybody having to to deal with covid and certainly isolating is you know is is obviously the sensible thing to do but it it does you just see so many more problems as we head into december absolutely and this is the time of year that uh, the experts were all worried about and then of course we've got the relaxation over Christmas which could be another accident waiting to happen I think we're you know, without being too pessimistic (laughs) uh, we're we're a long way from getting out of this at the moment Absolutely Well, let's turn our attention then to the women's game and Lewis Mickey has been speaking to Aberdeen midfielder Ailey Shore. The Dons bounced back from their defeat to Partick Thistle with a 3-0 win over Kilmarnock at Cormac Park last Sunday. This weekend, they play bottom of the table, Sterling. Kind of looking back to the last weekend in terms of getting back to winning ways, you must have been pleased just to get a good result after a, a difficult one against Partick Thistle. Yeah, definitely. We knew that our response was needed. Um game against Partick's not the uh, performance that we were hoping for and proud of but we knew that if we got the response um, we could put things right and we managed to do that putting a good performance and got the three points and coming up this weekend once you play Sterling I think you will played all the teams in the league so how you find it so far obviously we were promoted last season so it was a bit of an unknown some of the teams I suppose yeah, definitely. We know that each game isn't going to be an easy one. We can't take any game lightly. Um, league position doesn't really tell you much. Any team is capable of beating anyone. Um, but, you know, if we just we need to do some analysis about them and then once we've done that, we should have a game plan set and hopefully put that in place we'll manage to get a good performance in the result. Do you think it helps that, you know, the team's been together mostly for a couple of years now and there's been little pieces added every now and again, but there's not been a big change and that helps that you're also used to playing with each other? Yeah, definitely. I think from the season before getting promotion, the coaches put trust in that team and just found a few areas that we needed to add strength or add more players to. And so we've done that. Um, and I think once we've got those additions, we've got a really strong squad. And just in terms of on a, a personal level, did you set yourself any goals this season or is it just kind of taking it as it comes? And if you did set yourself goals, how are those going so far? Yeah, a couple of goals, but nothing really. It was more like just the team goals that we each um, set out. Um, obviously, just aimed to get some goals and assists to help the team and just consistently performing. But like you say, it's just taking it game uh, game by game and just making sure we get the performances in. And then how do you find it in terms of just playing throughout COVID? Obviously, it means there's no one at the games to kind of cheer you on and everything. So it, does that make it kind of difficult? Or are you quite used to that now? Yeah, it's a little bit different. Obviously, like pre-game, we're not like in change rooms. We're just outside the pitch. So everything is a little bit different, but it's just about adapting to it. It's the same for both teams. Um, and no fans. It's obviously, it was nice last season to get more attention towards the women's game. Um, but we're still getting a lot of sport online. So um, unfortunately, they can't come to the games, but um, they're still there with us. 
Yeah, good win for the Aberdeen women's team last Sunday, Andrew. But uh, just to turn our attention very briefly to the Scotland team, and uh, yeah, two more one nil defeats. They seem to, at the moment seem to like losing one nil, but the one against Finland with a last minute goal off the face of Rantanen of Finland to to knock well, to knock Scotland out effectively uh, of the Euro qualifiers, and um, yeah, real disappointment. I mean, what a what a way to lose a game. Yeah, what a Scotland way to <laughs> fail. <laughs> To qualify, wasn't it? I mean, <laughs> when, when you saw it, she's running through and knocks it off the keeper and then bounces back, hits her flush in the face and in the back of the net. But She'll claim it. Um, <laughs> absolutely, but um, very, very disappointing because we had a very good, strong squad, but for whatever reason, um, they just couldn't find the back of the net and that's what the game's all about, is scoring goals and unfortunately, the, the Scotland ladies team was uh, unable to, to do that and so they've got to kick their heels and for a change, sit back and watch the men perform at a Euros instead of it being, the boot being another foot. Yeah, we've been here before with Scotland many times, Dave, and I'm sure we'll be here again, not just football, but um, just sport in general. Sport in general. It's, <laughs> we do. We have a very Scottish way of doing things and yeah. uh, the ball bouncing off the face of uh, Finland substitute to put First us touch out. touch of the ball pretty much, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, yes, I'm sure it probably hurt as well, but uh, yeah, I, I think the, the women's team the, there was a, I saw a couple of the players being interviewed saying that the whole system, it's good time for an overhaul now and they've got two games left that are meaningless, that might be a chance just to look at maybe a different way of approaching things, but uh, it's very disappointing and disappointing for the girls, obviously. Yeah, just a quick bit of travel news for you. There's a tree down on South Deeside Road just before Blair's. Obviously, the weather not great this weekend. Uh, so not great tonight and uh, not looking great for the weekend. So just take care on the roads there. Traffic is being rerouted. We'll get an update with everything else that you need to know from Holly in just a minute. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk dogs. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yes, it's Mirren against the Dons tomorrow again, but it's league duty this time for the Dons. And uh, we, well, we've been talking about the importance of Aberdeen getting back to winning ways after what's been, what's felt like a, a, a fairly not the best run of form at the moment and uh, we definitely want to see a win tomorrow in the league. But I think it's time now to look at the predictor and it was a... Uh, it was uh, up, uh, Dave was up against former Don Richie Byrne last time Andrew uh, who came out on top this time oh very comfortably Richie Byrne 1-6-2 oh, oh I mean two points Dave you had eight games <laughs> and you only picked up two points for goodness sake says, what's going says on? the man who's bottom of the league aye ah, well I got four so it's twice as good as you did uh-huh. um, so the the punters are now 8-7 up on you so it's yeah. time for the fight back once again mm-hmm. D- dare I ask how much I got this week uh, you got three alright ok well <laughs> better than two uh, this week it's Don's fan Andy Smith Graham caught up with Andy to get his predictions yeah Mike taking on Dave tonight is Don's fan Andy first of all Andy the Saturday games Hamilton versus Kilmarnock your score predictions for that one uh, I'm going to go for a Kilmarnock 1-0 win Livingston versus Dundee United well, after hearing about Dundee United's uh, terrible case of COVID, I'm going to go for a Livingston 1-0 victory. Motherwell versus Hibs. I'm going to go for a Hibernian 2-1 away win. And the last game on Saturday, the big one, St Mirren versus Aberdeen. Your score predictions for that one, Andy? Well, I think the Dons are out for a revenge this weekend. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Aberdeen win. On to Sunday, first up, Ross County versus Rangers. I can't see nothing more than a simple 2-0 Rangers win on that one. 
And finally, Celtic versus St Johnston, Andy. Must win game for Neil Lennon and Celtic. I'm going to go for a nervy 2-1 win. Right, there we go. Uh, Dave, let's get your scores then. Starting with Saturday's game, Hamilton against Kilmarnock. Yes, yeah, same as Andy. 1-0 Killy. Livingston against Dundee United. 3-0 Livingston. Motherwell host Hibs. Uh, I've gone for 2-1, but for Motherwell, not Hibs. Right, and then St Mirren against the Dons. Same as Andy, 2-0 Aberdeen. Sunday, Ross County Rangers. 0-3. Celtic St Johnston. 3-0. And let's take a look at some of those games, because I'm big and interesting games of course the big one on the Saturday that I think people will be looking at Andrew uh, outside of the well there's a couple but I think people will have an eye on that Dungeon United game simply because of the Covid situation Absolutely uh, it'll be interesting to see what sort of team Dundee United can put out um, Callum Butcher is going to be suspended from the game and Jason Holt misses out for Livingston uh, but Livy you know the parted company with Gary Holt uh, we thought it was going to be a potential banana skin in the Betfred Cup last week against Air United and they won 4-0 so who knows uh, I do tend to, to go with, with Dave that um, you know Livingston will get the better of Dundee United but it's a, a very interesting one. The other big game, obviously, is Motherwell-Hibs. And you can state a case for both sides there. I just think that maybe home advantage may shade at Motherwell's way because Hibs have been a wee bit inconsistent. They only scraped yep. through 1-0 against Dundee in the Cup last week. Um, where Motherwell, of course, went out of the, the, the competition, losing to St Johnston. So I think Stephen Robinson will be getting his boys fired up and saying, look, you've won 3-0 in two games this week without kicking a ball uh, so they've, they've jumped from 8th to 5th in the table, he'll want to keep that momentum going and I think they might just edge that one. Uh, the Hamilton Kilmarnock one, Killy obviously uh, they had a 3-0 vic- uh, defeat posted against their record uh, Hamilton, they got 3 points um, a massive 3 points uh, because they were given the 3-0 victory against St Mirren and they will be hoping that they can uh, you know, put added pressure onto St Mirren, they'll be hoping the Dons can, can do them a favour by winning in Paisley and if they can play really well they might just edge out Kilmarnock but it's it's one that could go either way and then on Sunday You've got to fancy Rangers up at Ross County, despite the fact that County will be in a high after that great win at Celtic Park. And then Celtic, it's must win. There's no other uh, scenario for Celtic. If they don't win that game, Neil Lennon's out the door. And anything other than a convincing victory won't, you know, get the fans off their backs. But I think it's going to be very, very, very nervy and I can see them edging at 1-0, something like that. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a difficult one for Neil Lennon to manage and to to deal with, especially with the pressure coming from the fans as well as everything else, Dave. Just very briefly on that game, I can see a case for a nervy, a nervy win, but I can also see problems there defensively. We've seen it. The goals they've conceded in Europe, yes, higher level, but... The problems are still there. They're not. They seem to be slightly weak in defence. Yeah, I mean, I watched the game last night, and after a, a tremendous start, the old frailties came back. Not convinced with the goal, goalkeeper at all. He, no. he, particularly the free kick when he, he went the, the wrong way to leave his own side exposed. Yeah. Um, and uh, he just never seems to get close to 
to the ball in yeah. terms of the, the goals he's conceding but I've gone 3-0 Celtic but like everybody else I wouldn't be surprised if it's a lot closer than that Yeah uh, Let's move on to League One then Cove Rangers are back at home they are uh, at uh, they've got Montrose visiting them you would expect Cove Andrew to pick up the three points Well they've got that fortress haven't they the Balmoral Stadium 100% league record there I can see that continuing uh, a good point probably for them last week down at Airdrie uh, but uh, they'll want to get their their team back onto winning ways again and then of course Peterhead they travel to Falkirk and that's going to be mightily difficult for Jim McAnally's boys yeah that's going to be a tough one Dave uh, do you see anything do you, do you see Jim McAnally and his team coming away with anything from that one uh, I fear not to be honest Falkirk are looking very very good in the league they've got the point advantage over Cove and mm. uh, Lee Miller and uh, uh, Dave McCracken will will look to be keeping that uh, that gap, and uh, I think if Peterhead were to get a share of the points, Jim McAnally would be absolutely delighted. Cove to get all three points, definitely. Uh, Highland League. Then last week we saw the return of the Highland League uh, fixtures, Andrew, which has certainly been welcomed. And how's it looking this weekend? Uh, two games off, sadly. Keith against Nairn County because Nairn have got a, a COVID problem and Strathspey Thistle against Rothis called off because of the weather. But there's a, a North Coast derby, Broda Rangers against Wick Academy. Broda 5-0 winners away to Devon Vale last week. Bucky Thistle, who beat Wick last week, they take, in, take on Inverurie Locos in what's possibly the game of the day. It's Clark against Turriff United for Martin. Impressive 5-1 winners at Turriff uh, take on Lossiemouth. Fraserburgh should be too strong at Bellsley for Fort William and then it's Huntley against Devonville con- completing a slightly truncated card this weekend. Uh, junior football. Yeah, there's... Already, I mean, the, the weather has been absolutely atrocious with games called off because of frozen pitches last week and yeah. I think there will definitely be games... <laughs> postponed tomorrow because of the weather. We seem to be getting it at the weekends as well. Which Indeed is we do. Already Newmarket United against Bank City has been switched to Spain Park just down the road from here. Uh, so that one has now got, a th- that's in Group 2 of the Aberdeen League Cup. That one's got a 3 o'clock kick-off now because uh, Spain Park is artificial, <laughs> so that one will go ahead. But uh, elsewhere, if they go ahead, uh, Stonehaven against Aberdeen University in Aberdeen Group 1 Horus United at home to Hermes who are unbeaten so if that one does play out will be a close one but I think Hermes to to keep up their unbeaten record in Group 2 as long as as well as the Banks D game it's East End against Sunnybank Group 3 Bridget on Thistle who haven't played competitively yet because their game at Cooter was called off last week against Stonywood Parkville then Group 4 in the Aberdeen section Dice against Glentanner but as I say I fully expect there to be casualties uh, you look at the forecast it's not clever it's not looking good uh, just on that weather there's a tree down on South Deeside Road it's just before Blair's on your way out of Aberdeen uh, traffic's being rerouted there so just watch out for that if you are on the South Deeside Road this evening uh, two words that we would never have said on Red Friday a year ago, Andrew, furlough and COVID. Uh, two words that we would have never heard of. COVID, it seems to be the word the word at the moment that we're talking about. Um, it, it went away for a little while. We weren't hearing about it so much for a few weeks. It's back again right now in terms of the football. Um, we just hope that that doesn't continue. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's just try and get to some sort of normality, and normality would be Aberdeen winning at St Mirren. Uh, and I have to fi- just finish off by massive congratulations to Andy Considine, who tomorrow will make his 536th appearance for Aberdeen, edging ahead of Jim Leighton up into fifth place in the all-time list. Next in his sights, Stuart McKimmy on 561 appearances. Incredible to think, isn't it, Dave? Uh, and 561, totally... Cons- uh, you know, if Andy stays injury-free, he'll pass it. Yeah, absolutely. Still 24 league games to go, and at least two Scottish Cup ties. He's got we a bit hope. to go to Cath Willie, though. About five seasons worth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. Uh, it's a huge game for the Dons tomorrow. It's St Mirren once again. It's in the league, though, and uh, we'll be hoping that Aberdeen can turn things around after last week's disappointing result in the League Cup. It's St Mirren against the Dons. Everything that you need to know will be right here in North Sound 1 Red Saturday from 2 o'clock with myself and Cheryl. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1 Red Friday.